Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WMHS Roblox podcast. And as of recording this one, kickoff was last week, so the 2023 build season has begun. In today's episode, we're I've brought on with me a few of the other captains of the robotics team. We have Ben Hartshorn. Hello. Sam Tronis. Hello. And Quinn Say3. Hello. In case you aren't actually sure what we what we do in robotics, this episode should be pretty insightful and a good introduction to the team. But before we begin, I'd like to thank a few of our platinum sponsors. These are people who have donated two thousand five hundred dollars or more to the program. So first up, I'd like to thank Paul and Joe Nesvold. Second, I'd like to thank the Watertown Mayor Lyons. Third is the Watertown Mayor School District because, for those who don't know, it takes five to six thousand dollars each year just to register our robot for competition. And our district has generously covered those costs since the since our rookie season, and we wouldn't be able to compete without them. So thank you. Fourth, we have Luther Brookdale Toyota, and then fifth, we have Midwest Motion. So thank you to all our sponsors who have donated. All right, let's jump into the episode. So tell everybody who you guys are and what you do on the team. Well, I'm Ben, and I am the lead programmer for our team. I'm Quinn, and I'm part of the mechanical team. I'm Sam, and I uh, am also on the mechanical team. And I'm Drew Isaacson, and I am the uh, head of marketing team. Thanks for being here and taking the time to chat with me. This episode is about this year's game and what we have to build a robot to do. But before we discuss that, it's a think it's important for our listeners to understand exactly what we do in robotics. Sam, Ben, or Quinn, could you explain what you do? Well, I make sure that what they made can be used with programming. And if it doesn't work, then I go back to them and tell them they need to fix something. So I design and build the robot to efficiently and effectively play the game this year. Yeah, and I also help Sam with help design and building the robot. For this, or for most years, we design a robot to play a game on a rectangular field that is maybe 30 foot by 75 feet. It's uh, three versus three, and we get paired against different robots over multiple rounds in competition, and we're trying to work together with our teammates and slow our opponents down. We But we aren't ever trying to damage or like prevent an opposing robot from playing the game, so it's kind of a fine balance. So... Uh, what's this game called this year, and how does it work? The game this year is called Charged Up. You have to score cubes or cones onto different spots in your community. Following up, what strategies could be implemented? Are there any offensive, defensive strategies? or The main defensive strategy for this game would be to prevent the other robots from going across the field to get pieces to score. And the main offensive strategy would probably be going for cones because there's 21 opportunities to score cones and 15 to score cubes. Could you explain to us like what manipulators are for those who don't know? Um, a manipulator would be just how we would manipulate a game piece. So it could be an intake and shooter, a grabber, could be anything really. So what kind of piece are we going to focus on this year? Or do you know yet? 
Uh, we're probably going to focus primarily on cones, but the nice part about this year's game is you don't necessarily have to pick and choose. Our design that we chose this year allows us to pick up cones and the cubes. So how does point scoring work in this game? So in your community, there are three different layers, each farther and higher than the previous one. There are nine spots to score in each of the three levels. The bottom level, if you score a piece, it's worth two points. The second level, if you score a point, uh, game piece, you get four points. And then the top one is six. Uh, is there anything that happens if you score on all three of them? If you score three game pieces horizontally in a row, you get a link, which is worth five points. Could you expand more on your departments, I guess, and what you kind of do? Well, I mean, for program, I mean, there. Well, programming is pretty basic, yeah, what you kind of do. Though. Well, it, it itself is not basic, but like explaining it is, but yeah, it's just we put the program on the robot and we make it work. Um, so I deal more with the build side of the mechanical team, and Quinn's more of the design guy. I mainly just screw bolts and stuff to the robot. Yeah, so I kind of help with the design. Uh, I also do a lot of stuff with the robot, which on the mechanical team is mostly what we do during the build season, is work on the robot and try to get it all put together in the time frame. Could you, like, elaborate on how you design the robot? Like, do you use a program or anything? Designing the robot is mostly coming up with an idea, getting a good understanding of what we want to do, and then modeling it up in a 3D software. About how long does it take to do all that? For me, it takes a lot longer to do a simpler part, but if we have one of our mentors who is an amazing expert on it, it can maybe take them a couple days or weeks to get some parts out or to get the entire robot put together, which is remarkable. So what have you been working on recently? Right now, we are currently finalizing the design on the robot and also trying to get pneumatics to work, which is mostly just using air to control the stuff. So what are you planning on using the pneumatics for? We're planning on using pneumatics in the gripper we're going to use. It's going to be powered by a pneumatic actuator instead of a regular linear actuator because the pneumatic one's just faster. Can you explain what's a linear versus pneumatic actuator? Um, a linear actuator uses a motor to extend a piece, but a pneumatic actuator uses air to extend. Are there any like kind of advantages or disadvantages to using for them? both of them? There's disadvantages and advantages for linear actuators. The advantage is that it's using a motor. You don't have to rely on compressed air. A disadvantage for using pneumatics is that if you have a leak, your entire system doesn't work, which could be really bad if something happens during competition. Pneumatics usually are the thing that goes wrong on a lot of robots because it's very complicated compared to a linear actuator. So they tend to break more often, but they are faster. What went wrong last year with our robot and how are we going to like improve on it, I guess? 
Last year, a lot of the problem with our robot was the cables kept snapping on our climber. So this year, we plan on using the same arm in our design, but instead of using a rope, we might use metal cable or something like that so it doesn't break. So uh, what was last year's game? Um, Last year's game was you would pick up a ball and shoot it into a kind of hoop. And at the end of the game, you would climb on these monkey bars, kind of, but they were uh, sloped. Um, And our robot last year didn't focus on any part of the shooting. It just focused on climbing and defending. Yeah, so last year we decided that we could score more points if we just focused on climbing rather than just focused on shooting. So we put all of our time into being able to climb the monkey bars because it was like 15 points if we made it all the way to the top. Yeah. It was a lot of points if you were able to do it. And having every robot on the field shooting balls wasn't great because there were only so many balls. Yeah, that's another thing you have to pay attention to in a game is the amount of game pieces that are on the field. Because if you have three robots who want to, well, if you have six robots who want to get the game pieces, there's not going to be enough. So what did the hoops actually look like? What shape was it? Was it like a kind of a goblet shape or anything like that? Yeah, there were two different ways you could score on it. There was the high basket and then the low basket where you just kind of... The low one, you could almost just push them in. Um, You couldn't quite... You had to have some kind of elevation, but it wasn't super hard to design something to shoot it into. And then on the top one, it was pretty high, so you had to design something to shoot it up and accurately because the balls like to bounce out. Another thing is that high score was like eight feet tall. It was not, it was really tall. Yeah. So trying to get a ball six feet in the air was going to be complicated. Uh, how did the balls look last year? They were like a uh, dodgeball, probably. No, they were like big tennis balls. And your team, on, there were red balls and blue balls, and the red team could only score red balls, and the blue team could only score blue balls. So was there any, like, kind of cool thing you could do in the game? Like, a human player could do, I guess? Uh, The human player, at the beginning of the game, has one chance to throw a ball into the hoop, which I believe can get bonus points. So at the start of each of the game, isn't for, like, a minute you can't drive your robot? For 15 seconds, uh, you have to automate your robot to do tasks. And last year, we uh, just drove out and got the mobility bonus for the robot. And then we were gonna do something to shoot one ball into it and get a couple of points, because points are usually doubled in autonomous. But we couldn't, we ran out of time. What he means by the mobility bonus is that You were able to get more points as long as your robot made it off the little square on the ground. You got a bunch of bonus points. So uh, I think that's about all the time we really have for this episode. So uh, if you like this episode or wanted to check out some of our other content, you can listen to previous episodes of of our podcast or check out our other social media handles. We have our Instagram is at WM Robotics and our Facebook handle is at at WM Robotics B-O-S. 
So thank you, Sam Quinn and Ben, for being here today. And thank you all for listening. I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye. Goodbye.